Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Hello, everyone. Um, welcome back. We have a little bit of an odd week. As we discussed at the end of last episode, and we weren't really sure whether the Premier League was going to happen or not, the next morning it was announced that um, all games would be postponed due to the Queen dying. Um, so we have slightly less to talk about this week, um, and we're just going to jump straight into the Champions League midweek games um, and kind of wrap up talking about some international soccer after that but that's kind of all we've got on our to-do list so let's jump in to the second round of group stage games in the champions league yeah so starting tuesday there were a whole host of games um inter milan won their game in group c sporting um beat spurs two nothing which is you know amusing to both of us Liverpool squeaked one out against Ajax. Um, I watched most of this game. Um, I'm going to be honest, Liverpool still do not look great. Um, They were probably a bit lucky to pull out a win on this one, I think. Um, Ajax had, I think, you know, Ajax is a tough tough thing. I think Liverpool were definitely um, emboldened or sort of uh lifted a bit by you know their home infield crowd so i i will be very interested to see what the reverse fixture of this one looks like because uh it was a bit of a squeaked out win yeah um a a win that nonetheless liverpool did definitely certainly need after their loss in week one but yeah Mm -hmm. i'll be interested to see how the return fixture goes because i do think liverpool were were greatly greatly benefited from their infield crowd as as they generally do but um yeah, you know, I do think they they still did not look great. Ajax is a good team. They pulled it out. They they squeezed one out. They they I was still not impressed by this Liverpool team. Um, Trent Alexander Arnold really struggled once again um, defensively. Um, yeah, a consistent yeah. story for Liverpool and and weeks. and I will say I do want to give a shout out to uh, Kudus's goal. For yes. Ajax's goal was yes. absurd. This Beautiful. was a ridiculous. Goal. It was just, it, um, yeah. and if not for what followed on Wednesday, likely would have been the Champions League goal of the week. But we'll we'll go to that. Yes. We'll get back we'll, to that. In a we'll second. get to um, that in, eventually. In other Tuesday games, Bruges beat the living shit out of uh, Porto, which was a bit of an upset. Um, I would say so. Yeah, especially yeah. because they beat them four nothing at home. They beat them at Porto, yep. which is I'm very surprising. Certainly, certainly a result. Um, Porto will not be happy with that at all. No. Um, meanwhile, likewise, Leverkusen beat um, Atleti, which is not a result that Diego Simeone or Atleti will be happy with whatsoever. No. Leverkusen um, has not looked the best as of late, but they no, they, they lost. They lost Atletico. So, um, hey, the Look. the highlight game, the sort of landmark game of Tuesday was Bayern Barca. Byron won two nothing. I will say though, I think the scoreline is a bit misleading. It was a much closer game than two yeah. nothing perhaps implies. Um, it was it was one of those classic Barca games where they could not buy a goal. Nope. Um, I there were Lewandowski had three chances in the first half that he very uncharacteristically did not finish. Yeah. Um, it was, you really couldn't, I think you really can't count very often that Lewandowski has any of those types of chances and doesn't finish them. I do wonder, um, and I wonder how much of it, I mean, I'm not saying it, there is, but he was back at Byron. He was playing there. Yeah. There I don't funny know. Memes being like, oh, he didn't want to, yeah, which I obviously is that, not true, but I, yes, I don't know, I don't know if that affected impacted. it at all. If the, if the, if the crowd, you know, sort of impacted him in any way, but it was very uncharacteristic of him, but Barca could have been up three, nothing in the first half. Oh, um, yeah. And Barca played honestly a good game. Like Bayern, their first goal was uh, a corner kick. Corner kick. Um, that was maybe could have been defended a little bit better, but is what it is. And the yeah. second goal, honestly, was a burst of individual brilliance from Lou Rossane, 
who if you've been around a while, you know, I love deeply. Um, It was just a bit of individual brilliance from Leroy's on it. And and those kinds of things happen. Honestly, for most of the game, Barca looked really good defensively. Like, and like I said, they had their chances. Like they, they, I I don't even want to look at how many shots they, they took, but like, Lewandowski hit the crossbar, Pedri hit the post, and it just bounced the wrong way. Like, they could not buy a goal. It, it was one of those sort of classic Barca games where they they play well and they have their chances and they just can't finish them. Um, so, again, not the result that Barca wanted, but another one that I, again, I think will be interested to see the return fixture. I think that, you know, when oh, they yeah. play new, um Barca which looks not the seems camp to look better right now, every right? time. Well, yeah, which is not the camp new right now. I don't know where they're. I don't actually know where they're playing. They're playing right at now. the Olympic Stadium. Oh, they are Barcelona. Well, that's what oh. I thought they were doing. I wasn't. I knew they were renovating Camp Nou, but anyway, that's beside the point. When they play in front of, they, they play in front of their home crowd. Um, yeah, I think it'll be not different. only that, but just uh, Barca seems, in my opinion, looks better almost every time I see them play. Um, and their new signings continue to settle in, you know, and stuff Another like that. Another reason so, why we should return to the fact that no away goals doesn't make any sense for the knockout stages, but we'll get to that later along the line. But just to point out, <laughs> but, being, like month, yearly, yearly, you know, when knockout stages come around, we will discuss and be upset about away goals. Not having away goals. We love away goals. Sorry. We miss away goals. But nonetheless, nonetheless. Um, point being – Point being, um, that I I the scoreline is not necessarily as um if you're a Barca fan is not necessarily as discouraging as perhaps the scoreline suggests. So I did. Um, see I will this, be like, interested. Crazy stat than the last few times they've met. Oh Barnes, yeah, leading like sixteen two. Uh, yeah, sixteen to like, three or sixteen to four or something like that. Like it's more than two because Barca beat them three nothing a couple of years ago. Okay, so I, don't I think know. it's sixteen four. I don't remember the. I think it's 16-4. I saw the the parameters in which this thing existed, right? Yeah. But it was, but I mean, it was because of that 8-2 win or something that Byron had whenever that was that I think. The 8 nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, look at me giving Barcelona two goals. I forgot. Um, Yeah, (laughs) and they beat them 3 nothing both times they played last year. Yeah. So anyway, Um, that has nothing to do really about now and the present I, this is yeah a very honestly this Barca, i just thought that was an interesting like it is it is an interesting statistic it, barcelona do not have the best record against Bayern. No. um but this is like you just said a very very different barca um than we've seen in recent years so i once again i will be interested to see the reverse fixture um because if, if barca could have put away some of their chances i think this is a really different game I agree. um the last game on Tuesday, Frankfurt beat Marseille, 1-0. I don't have anything to say about that. No. Um, we can say more when we talk about, like, the actual standings in the group. Yeah. I think there might be some interesting things. Um, moving on to Wednesday, um, Milan beat Dynamo Zagreb. Shakhtar and uh, Celtic tied 1-1. Napoli beat the crap out of Rangers. Um, Chelsea drew Salzburg. I will be honest. I did not see a goddamn thing from that game. I um, no. So I have nothing more, more to add other than the score to it. Um, I also don't think that you can really glean just about anything from this tie. I don't think that Graham Potter's had yeah. enough time. I don't think that like, like, yeah, I, I, I don't think that, that being said, he did have several more days than he would have had That's the true. queen not died yeah um still you know he's he's had you know less than a week but yeah i mean i'm not saying that i don't know if he would have not done and, and also like well you know they're the playing at played. they're playing at home they would have wanted a better result than a yes. draw with oh, yeah. yeah especially having lost um Last week, they will have wanted a better result than a draw. Yes. But we'll talk about them a little bit more when we talk about standings. Yes. Um, Real Madrid beat Leipzig 2-0. Copenhagen, Sevilla tied. Juventus lost, lost. to Benfica. I will and say PSG. on the Juventus thing, they're apparently people want Allegri to be sacked. Yes, I'm hearing quite a bit of chatter about that as well. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's two losses now for Juve. Which they also they aren't will. playing. They're not playing fantastically domestically either. No, they are not. So um, that's. I, yeah, I think they've they, won. I think it said. I think I saw something that said they'd only won one game so far this year. That yeah, that could be true. Yeah. Or two, one or two, something one like two. that. Anyway, not, not anyway, good. Not good. Um, PSG beat um Haifa three one. Um, they actually went down one nothing. I know. I got, um, I really got my hopes up there for like. I didn't get my hopes up, but I did like that. Um, but actually, it was interesting. They said this is one of the few times. I think it, they said it only happened once last year when Messi, Mbappe, and Neymar all scored. Interesting. Um, interesting. But all three of them scored. So that's that's interesting to note there. Um, and then the most exciting game by far of the game week was um, the Dortmund City game. Yeah. Uh, Dortmund. Can I just say? Like, Dortmund needs to get figure their shit out. I say that because they're infuriating to watch. They're like Arsenal, almost, where they I will say that because... Teams and, like, just don't... Anyway. They're infuriating because for 60 minutes, probably for 65 minutes, they played so well. Yeah. Like, their defense looked so good. City was frustrated. Jude Bellingham is what a player is that kid. I mean, that kid is so good. Like, beast that that he is amazing. Fantastic player. Um, but you know, they're they're playing fantastic. And I, this is a weird, this is always a weird game for me because I'm a fan of a Dortmund them. supporter as well as a city supporter, you know. Yeah. So it's always weird. And and I think nobody who knows me is really under any um sort of illusions that I would not have wanted City to win the game. They are my team, first and foremost. But also just realistically, like, if one of the teams I support is going to win the Champions League, it's more likely to be City than Dortmund. So, like, you know. But Never say never, Dortmund fans. Never say never. No, never say never. Never say never. I would not be mad if if Dortmund won the Champions League by any means. But, I mean, like, realistic so like I go into this game and I want City to win but I want it to be you know I want it to be a good game I don't want it to be a blowout um I'm not interested in watching Dortmund get blown out um you know and Dortmund played honestly the best defense I've seen them play in ages um really really well for for quite some time but I think that's also down to some of Pep's um lineup choices I I mm. didn't really like like uh, Alvarez Foden um and Bernardo Silva all three of them were started on the bench and City started taking over completely the game when the three of them came on I think there was a pretty notable difference yeah and I am not necessarily saying that all three of them should have started the game. Yeah. But I don't think all three of them should have sat at the beginning of the game. I think Bernardo and or Phil Foden bring similar things to the game in that they are both energizer bunnies that are going to press in a way that nobody else is going to do. Yeah. They're going to put pressure on the defense. They're creative. I think having a creative uh, someone else truly creative in there outside of Kevin De Bruyne is important, um, whether they're out on the wing or in the midfield. Um, and I think Alvarez also is is a really interesting runner um, and frees up Holland a lot when he is playing alongside Holland. Um, and so when I think particularly when you were pl- when you're playing against a team that knows Holland, it might have been nice to have Alvarez in there earlier because yeah, I think there was like a notable difference when the three of them came in the game and I don't think Graylish I think almost like Mars is Mars is Mars is Mars Mars does what Mars does he's always yes. going to do what Mars does against some teams that. it works against some teams it works really well against other teams it does not work super well right. um Gunduan also does what he does he he's very good at what he does i love the man he won us a premier league like i (laughs) 
I love him. I love him. Do not get me wrong, but he's a very specific type of midfielder. And I'm, I don't have a problem, for example, with him starting and captaining. Um, But I also think like Phil Foden, for example, who has a proven track record against Dortmund um, and is playing well on either side of the front line is good. Um, Graylitz, I think, just didn't play well. Yeah, I don't have he a just problem. didn't like, look. He didn't look on when I when I was watching, which wasn't he that just, much of it. But I just feel like he is almost. I he it seems like he's almost in his head. Like he doesn't want to screw up, so he doesn't try stuff. Yeah, I I would not be surprised if that's kind like of like he doesn't really take season he had last year. Like he's, he's not taking risks. Like that was his mindset. Yeah. I don't know how that changes. I guess Pep, you know, giving making yeah, well, the confidence is really where it's I mean, we'll see. He also, you know, is pretty pretty recently back from an injury. So we'll we'll see how he progresses over the season, but he's yeah. not really making a good case for himself to start over um Foden, in my opinion, by any means. Um I don't think you can really ever make it an argument that he should start over Foden um yeah no I think Foden's always in City's best 11 but nonetheless um nonetheless I think I think basically City was City it looked like Dorman did a pretty good job of handling Holland for the first 65 minutes yeah um and then those three players came on the dynamic of the game shifted a little bit um John Stones scored an absolute banger. Um, the movement on that ball was ridiculous. It was unexpected, honestly. Um, yeah, he doesn't. He scores the occasional goal, like off a corner kick kind of yeah. thing, like because yeah. he's a he's a pretty aggressive presence in the box. Um, but I don't know that I've ever seen him score a goal like that. I don't um, think I then, ever have. So I'm. Uh... And then Holland is Holland is inevitable. He, he is. He, Holland is as Holland does. Scores the game winner in the 84th minute off of a frankly absurd look. Uh, when you look, when you look at the still of that, like the still shot of him hitting the ball, it doesn't make sense. No, no, no. You look at the you look at the still of Holland and the ball before he hits it. And you go, he put this in the goal. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like complete confusion. Um, it was truly something truly incredible. The guy is has a one-track mind. Um and he gets the job done. And then he, of course, you know, as a sign of respect for his former club, did not celebrate the goal. Um yeah. but Rodri's reaction to the goal was pretty damn funny. Roger turned around, head on his head, uh, hands on his head, mouth wide, you know, catching flies. Um, funny stuff there. But um, and then of course the memes were brutal because um, idiot Dortmund center back, uh, Nico Schlottenbeck, Schlottenbeck, Schlottenberg, Schlottenbeck. Schlottenberg. I don't know. You you all know who I mean. He was talking shit um earlier this week being like yeah you know holland's not our biggest problem we like we know how to handle him homie got subbed on and 10 minutes later holland scored homie did not start the game holland did not score until he came on yeah it's absolutely villain shit i love it i mean i definitely think that holland probably was like yeah now i score and then after the like game he almost um, has like i feel like he almost can score so easily that he almost just like waits until he feels like it and then is like well after the game too one of the one of the sort of interviewers after the game was like oh well it seemed like Dortmund you know like really knew how to stop you like for most of the game and Holland goes they didn't stop me I scored (laughs) he's like legendary at giving interviews and like Two word sentences. The kid has the best one-liners in interviews. Like, you know, he must have been, he must have extensive media training, you know, because they all do. But a guy like him, of course, he's got extensive media training. He just doesn't give a shit. Like, he he just says whatever he wants. 
like he just says whatever it's so funny like or he's like given john john stone's shit he's like the two of them are being interviewed together and, and he's like yeah you know like you're 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 would have had the best goal of the game if, if it wasn't for the fact that i scored like <laughs> you're like like, he just doesn't give a shit. He just doesn't care. And then they're like asking him about like the people criticizing him for um like not touching the ball enough. And he's like, My dream is to touch the ball five times and score five goals. That's my dream. I would love that. And I'm like, yeah, he's a true like he he doesn't need to touch the ball a lot. He does his job, but just put the ball in the back of the net. Like, but that's <laughs> also, I think, disingenuous because I think if you watch City, like, no, he doesn't often co- drop back. He does and get involved in the buildup. Do but he doesn't not do. But he does it not infrequently. Yeah, like he'll no, drop I, back yeah. in and he'll he'll put his body in there in, with nothing else to get in the way or just to like worry some people. Like he's he drops back in with with fair yeah. amount of frequency. So I, whatever. I don't really, people would just want to find something to complain about. Um, I did see a funny tweet that was like, Holland, like Holland's annoying because we can't even banter. Like he's too, (laughs) like there's nothing to banter about. And I'm like, true. (laughs) And actually my Liverpool fan friend, Isaac, if you're, if you're here, um, texted me and he says, uh, he goes so this Holland guy he's pretty good he's gonna force score a season um, and then he's like um, he's unbelievable when you think about it it's kind of funny we thought that there was a possibility the best coach of the generation couldn't make a generate couldn't make a general nine generational nine just score a buttload of goals and I was like well well Isaac I didn't think that was going to happen <laughs> and he's like that man makes me upset was his was quote of the game i think oh the conversation was liverpool fan quote of the quote of the year is quote of the year um that man makes me upset <laughs> i mean yeah <sighs> anyway but we're excited to see how many goals he ends up scoring um, I do want to very quickly just touch on like the state of the groups real yeah. fast, um, just as like a rundown a little bit because some interesting things have happened. Um, in Group A, notable is, is that Napoli is in, has six points, but then Liverpool and Bo- and Ajax both have three. I think that this group is going to be very fun to keep watching. Um, I think um, I think that group is going to, like I said, I think I mentioned I'm looking forward to the reverse Liverpool Ajax fi- uh, fixture. I think that game is going to end up mattering a lot. Yeah. Because um, I think realistically, they those te- both those teams should handle um, Rangers, or I mean Ajax did, but um, yeah. Liverpool should handle Rangers in both legs of the game. Um, Napoli is a bit on a roll, though. Like, I would not be, I'm not counting know, them out. Nope. No, by no means am I counting them out. It could be particularly interesting also if Ajax beats Napoli. Yeah. Um, Fun times. Look, okay. Yeah, the reverse pictures are really Napoli and Ajax to go through. I hope no one thinks anything different of us. Um, moving on. I don't think anyone's surprised by that no. revelation. No. Group B, um, Club Rouge, first place, man. Good for you. Six points, followed by Leverkusen, Atletico with three, and Porto has zero zero um this is particularly interesting because i think if you'd asked me to look at this group um before match day one and asked me who i thought was going to go come out of this group i would have said atletico and porto i think that that's what we said when we did a preview of the champions league um so and i def and i would have been you could have convinced me that leverkusen could come out instead of Porto, but I don't think you could have convinced me that it was going to be Bruges. No. Obviously, again, we still have four games to go. There's a lot more. Um, We're not saying this is, you know, whatever. But um, this is a very uh, not a, a very bad start for Porto. Porto is yeah, they have they have to take themselves out of this. Um, realistically, Porto be. needs to win the rest of their games. Yeah. Um, which is a tough, a tough ask, especially yeah. when they have not yet played um yeah you know and they played a game at home and it's just not 
not an ideal situation for them but we'll see we'll see how that goes yeah um, um group c i mean i don't i feel like we've talked about this byron is now up six like they have six points barca has three inter has three again I don't think this really means anything. I I think um, this looked to me like it was always going to be a fight between Barca and Inter. Yeah. Um. So, I'm um. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that. Re- I don't think you can say anything more about this group at this point. Um. Nope. Group D. Gotta love it. Sporting. Good job. Six points. Tottenham three. Frankfurt three. Marseille zero again. Marseille has a particularly bad Champions League um like reputation. Like yeah. they tend to do really poorly in the in the Champions League for yeah. whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know why that is. Um, but another fun, entertaining group, I think, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Group E. This is a fun one because they have a bunch of I think this this group must have tied the most because Milan has four, Dynamo Zagreb has three, Salzburg has two, and Chelsea has one. Yeah, Salzburg has tied both of their games thus yeah. far. So um, th- that just makes it like, I feel like this group is just up for grabs at this point. Very much um, so. Chelsea should probably win a game. That would probably do them good. That That's would probably guess. help, yeah. Um, group F, Real has four, Shakhtar has, wait, Real has six, excuse me. Shakhtar has four, Celtics has one, and Leipzig has zero. Very in- I mean, Leipzig don't get maybe Dortmund just doesn't play in the Bundesliga because Leipzig beat Dortmund and then they have zero points in the Champions League. Odd, um, but I don't really see anyone's challenging Real in this group for the top spot. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Um, group, group G, G uh, City's pretty firmly in control here. I think, um, yeah. you know, they played their two, they played and won their first two games, which were Sevilla and Dortmund, which are the two, you know you I worried about though two you'd worry about the most Copenhagen, um, Copenhagen. My heart my and all of my support but yes but like beating Sevilla particularly at Sevilla is is big uh, yeah. was really important that first week and um I think their toughest game yet will definitely be Dortmund at home um obviously Dortmund gave them some trouble this time around they had to do a comeback win and and, and Dortmund is one of the, I think, pretty arguably the best stadium in Europe. Um, my God. To go see a game there. That's pretty close to the top of my bucket list. Yeah. Um, yeah. They are, you know, if I could only go see one game in Europe, I would want to go to see a game in Dortmund. Um, when they play City, it would be even better for you. That would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, but nonetheless, um, that's going to be, I think, City's toughest game. But I think City's probably feeling, feeling pretty good about where they're at. Yeah. Um, um lastly group h um psg and benefica are tied six six and then juventus and um haifa have zero this Um, is the only group in which two teams have won two games yep um i don't think that we think that psg is not going to come out of this group i think really good for benefica i mean juventus needs to win or they are not once again, Juve needs to, to win out, um, or Juve's, but I, I don't really know that I see Juve winning no, out. No, and I mean, um, Benefica's, I don't, yeah, I don't see Benefica, like, losing really many points, so. Yeah, so, I eh. We will see, but that is just kind of where we stand. There's a lot more games. We really can't predict anything except a couple of things, um, but we will see as they continue. So now we're going to move on to a quick segment on the September rosters of the U.S. and England men's teams as we prepare to really dissect World Cup rosters in like a month or so. Um, And there were some notable picks, non-picks in these rosters that we wanted to briefly discuss. Um, do you want to start with England and then move into the U.S.? Okay, so here's the I, – I feel like you might have more thoughts on it than me, but um, we're going to go through the England roster. Not fully, but just some notable um, some, things. Some notable things. Um, Ivan Tony gets his first call-up after a really good start. Um, da, 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 da. 
um, Harry Maguire gets a call up despite the fact that you know he sucks. Um, does he start? Does he start with stones? Like, is that their two central backs? Like, is that all I mean, they've got? I guess. To me, that seems like well, a potential problem. But if you're looking at, but if you're looking at their the center backs on their roster, right? Are you gonna go? So then, in that case, are you gonna go John Stones? I mean, I think John Stones is your your obvious one here, right? Like he's the best yes. center back in the oh, Of course, yeah. But are you going John Stones, Connor Cody? Are you doing John John Stones, Eric Dyer? Like, I don't know, and I don't know if anyone knows. And maybe Harry anyway, will play well for England. I just don't know. <laughs> I will say, I will say this. Um, in terms of goalkeepers, I think England is in very good hands. You've got Dean Henderson, Nick Pope, and Aaron Ramsdale. I think all three of those guys. I will um, say, as uh, my Arsenal, I feel like Arsenal hasn't been playing any games recently, so I haven't been able to talk about them. But it's nice to see Aaron Ramsdale there. I don't know who starts. Um, I mean, I assume Dean Henderson starts, but. It's nice to see him uh, in the Yeah, roster. we're um, – what's his name is not um, – Pickford. Not in the roster. Yeah. Is, is he, he hurt? Hurt. <laughs> These are things that we didn't look up before recording this, which um, maybe we should have. But Nonetheless, whether he's hurt or not, if he's not hurt, then I would suspect this is just Southgate wanting to get a look at somebody else, one of the other guys. I would just assume that um, Pickford is in this lineup. I can't imagine Pickford is not in the World Cup lineup. This is sort of the last the last gasp if there's somebody um, yeah. a manager wants to see before the World Cup. Um, so yeah. it could be could be that. Um, Besides that, though, I don't know how much like I feel like the midfielders seem like what we would expect. And here's, there's a couple there's a couple things I will say. Um, what's James Madison? Oh. did not get a call up yeah, a which point. i think is is the most notable one yeah in my mind as i'm looking at this yeah um because obviously then okay you got bellingham phillips declan rice i think bellingham has got a really good opportunity here um to snag a starting position away from phillips or rice given 100%. his hundred percent and the fact that Calvin Phillips is not playing a ton at City. I think Bellingham, I think um, Bellingham almost needs to start for them. I think Bellingham should start. I also yeah. think Garrett Southie is an idiot, so who yeah. knows? I don't know why There's, he always starts Phillips and Rice together, and I get it, but I don't get it, and I feel like well, It's annoying when he's got, you know, the attacking talent that he does. Yeah. Um, Tammy, Tammy Abraham gets a call-up, which I think is well-deserved. Yeah. Um, because he's been doing quite well at Roma? Is that where he's at now? Roma, um, Milan, one of those. <laughs> I think he's at Roma. Um, yes. Jared Bowen, uh, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, Saka, Sterling, yeah. and I'm Tony, as previously mentioned. Um, I think Jamie Madison is the only one I can. Yeah, is like that's good. I wouldn't have thought of him immediately, but you're right. I'm kind of surprised, but I feel like he's been in the roster pretty regularly. Yeah, yeah, maybe, um, maybe again, it's recently, a case of. You know, this isn't the World Cup roster. It's not necessarily the end of the world if, like... That, but also at the same time, like, I don't see... There's nobody here I see... Who leaves. Dropping. Yeah. Although I, I do feel like this roster is really heavy on defenders. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. But there's only always kind of set up kind of defensively, and I don't really there's know... There's only five guys listed as midfielders. I mean, of course, you've got Phil Foden and Jack Raylish are both listed as forwards and Phil Foden is very much an attacking midfielder or can very much be an attacking yeah. midfielder and Jack Grealish can play, play centrally I mean, as well. Saka as um, well probably I would say. Yeah and Saka as well um, but you know so there's a handful of guys listed as forwards but even then there's only eight forwards listed and five midfielders. Yeah um, I don't know. Which feels but maybe small. he's also using this to look at some defense like he may be using this to try and solve this the discussion we were having just a moment ago about this defender thing so maybe that is yeah i would i could i could see that i could see that but i think you're right also in that southgate does tend to sort of emphasize defense which i think we've discussed before i think yeah. is stupid when he has the attacking talent that he does um but I'm not going to arrest my case. Um. <sighs> anyway, we'll see what happens. 
I think um, James Madison is the only um, guy. Well, Jamie Vardy is not on here. Yeah, but I haven't been paying um, much attention to him recently, so I feel like he doesn't really need to be on here, but that's just my Calvert, opinion. Calvert Lewin is also not on here, but I think he's hurt right now. I thought he was injured. I think he is. But that's somebody I would also suspect we might see on a World Cup roster. But yeah. but I think most, like, for example, I don't think anybody on this, I think maybe perhaps Ivan Tony aside, nobody else in this midfield or forward group, like all of those guys are going to be on the plane. I would agree. Uh, yeah. Unless an injury happens, which obviously we yeah. don't want, I don't think anything's going to change. Yeah, I would agree with that. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we're going to um quickly do the men's national teams roster again. This is for September. Um, and we can go through. I'll start with goalkeepers. Um, Evan. Oh, God, I can't read. Horvath. Ethan, sorry, Ethan. Ethan Horvath. Horvath. So sorry. Sean Johnson, Matt Turner. Um, Matt Turner um, has played a game at Arsenal, maybe? Yeah, so Horvath plays, plays fairly regularly. I don't know very much about Sean Johnson. I don't either. Um, you will notice Zach Stefan is missing. He's injured. Yeah. You'd um, expect so him to be on that final list. I, I would be incredibly shocked if he's not on the plane to the World Cup. Yeah. I don't know that he's necessarily the starter. I think Matt Turner has... If Matt Turner performs well, I think in these September games, I think he's yeah he's in a good position. But yeah. um, moving on to fullbacks, we've got Reggie Cannon, okay, Dest, okay, Joe Scally has been playing really well at Gladbach. Yes, um, yeah. Sam Vines, I've not heard a ton about him. No, this year, but okay. Um. He and then DeAndre Yedlin, who we know and have known for quite some time. Center back wise, um, I will say, missing is Robinson injured? He must be because I mean, I don't think that there's any dispute amongst us yes. or hopefully amongst anyone yes. that he's so starting three, along with Dest as the fullbacks in this list. Yeah, so there are three that, um, n- that are almost are like guaranteed basically, um. There are basically three guys who are missing because of injury that we are confident will be on the plane. One of those being Zach Steffen, as aforementioned, Anthony Robinson as well. Yeah. Well, um, and Tim Weah yes. um, is the third, but we haven't gotten there yet. Um, but all Rock- three in a starting lineup as well. Yes, all three are likely in a starting lineup. Yeah. Um, center backs, we've got Cameron Carter-Vickers. Okay, yeah. Aaron Long. Fair enough, I guess. Chris Richards, Walker Zimmerman. Yes. Um, yeah, I expect these will be the four center backs that he calls. See any different? Yeah, I don't. Know. Again, we've talked about John Brooks in the past. Yeah, we don't need to. Say, there's nothing to say that we haven't already said, but I, I imagine these are the four center backs that we'll see on the World Cup yeah. roster as well. Um, moving on to midfielders, we've got Kellen Acosta. I hate the man. Why? The why man is too. he why still is on he, this roster? Why does he still exist? I don't know. And but not like, like in the world, but like on this roster. On this roster, why do I still have to say Kellen Acosta's name? And you know why he's like gonna he play, and you're just like, Ugh. I don't want to talk about it. It's upsetting me. Okay. Um, Tyler Adams. Adams. Tyler Adams makes us much more happy, as he should. Like Luca De La Torre, as he should. Weston McKinney, as he should. Eunice Musa, as yes. he should. Malik Tillman, as he should. My yes. guy has been having a great start to the year with um, Rangers. Um, he's yes. been playing really regularly and has, has enjoyed quite a bit of success. Yes. Um, our wingers, Brendan Aronson, as he should. Uh, Paul Ariola, excuse me while I go puke. Jordan <laughs> Morris, excuse me while I go puke some more. Um, Christian Pulisic and Gio Reyna. Um, you forgot Pepe. You forgot Pepe. I just said wingers. I didn't stri- oh, say striker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I, you got, I got to think it's Paul Ariola who loses out to Tim Weah when he's back in the roster. One would really hope. God help us all if it isn't. Um, but we still have Jordan Morris, though. Yes. But, but he think- might be a little bit better. I, I'm going to be honest. 
Winger-wise, I'm not as concerned about the MLS guys because I do think it's pretty hard to argue that to like I don't I think yes. even Burhalter's idiot brain starts the does not start Paul Ariola or Jordan Morris over Gio Reyna Brendan Aronson. I'm just saying you're saying this. You're saying this, and you let know me, that you're gonna have to believe it. Let me believe it. Let me let me believe it. Let me choose to believe it. I don't want to hear. Uh, um, and then forward wise, we've got um, Jesus Ferreira, who we know and we have no problem with. Um, Pepe gets a call back in, um, and Josh Sargent, who has had a hell of a start um, at yep. Norwich, he scored many, many, many goals down in the championship, um, which is, is, is in quite a run of form. Which is such good news for um, him I, and I us. Liked him. I think he struggled um, in Norwich's system a little bit with Timu Puki. Yeah. But now that he's playing, Puki has picked up an injury for those of you who are not following. Um, and and Sargent is playing as a lone striker. Yeah. And this seems to have made all the difference. It seems like it's worked. Um, and as much as we've talked about false nines, whatever, whatever, it would be nice to have a pure striker ready and sure. for the goal when needed. But um, I think Pepe, Pepe needs to have a good camp. Yeah. Um, and a good a good showing in these games if he wants to make that plain. Um I would like I would very much like to see him there. I think that you know I would as I would as well, but I think that your problem is if he does not, um Jordan Peafock, who is yeah. not on this roster, is um waiting in the wings. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think it's a bit of a I think it's a bit of a slight that he's not. I think so too. Um, on this, he's had a really good start with the club season. Um, Union, he's playing with Union Berlin right now. Yeah. Um, and they've been and doing they're, very well. Are they they're actually currently one? top of, yes, they are currently yeah. top of the Bundesliga. Top of the Bundesliga. Um, and he's had a, a couple of goals and a couple of assists. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think it's a bit of a, uh, a bit of a snub. Yeah, um, in my opinion, I would but, like to see. I think he deserves to be on that World Cup roster. I don't know. I, if he continues playing like he has been playing, it does. will a hundred percent be a snub if he's not yeah. on the World Cup roster. Um, I mean, I think Burhalter made some statements about him in the sense that he was like, "Well, I know him and I know what he can do. I want to see Sargent and Pepe back with national team form." Um, but okay, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that we can't really take these as like a oh, this is a set in stone thing for in a month, but and I think that we might grasp at straws as we try and figure out like what the coaches are trying to figure out. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I think a lot of it is filling out the back half of the roster, yeah. not the front part. Yes, I, I mean, I think if yeah. everyone stays healthy, you know, Horvath, Turner are are obviously gonna be on the plane. Um, Reggie Cannon, I think, is is the, you know, Reggie Cannon's gonna be on the roster. Dest, um, and Yedlin, and then Anthony Robinson. I think. Joe Scally and Sam Vines are probably only one of them is going to make the, that roster. So that's yeah. going to be like, who's going to be the backup for Anthony Robinson. I believe they both are left backs. If I remember correctly. I think, um, yeah. Center back wise. I think we, like we said earlier, that is who we're, who we're going to get central midfielders wise. I also think that is who we're going to get. I don't think we're going to see anybody else. The six that they have on this roster is I think what we're going to see on the world cup roster. Yeah. Um, barring any injuries, wingers likewise. I think you're you all you're gonna see is a, a slide from Paul Ariola or Jordan Morris for for Tim Weah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then forward, I think striker is as always the most fluid position. I think if Fer- Ferreira or Pepe or Sargent um, do not perform well, Peacock's gonna get his shot. Um, we'll see. Yeah. But I think it's because because I think I will honestly say the three of them, if if they don't all three or they if one of if only 
if more than one of them does not have like a fantastic run, I think during these games, I think we're going to see club form really matter. Oh, it definitely will over the next month. Yeah. And I think that's true of forwards in general. Club form always matters more than in other positions, in my yeah, opinion. I would agree. Um, yeah. With forwards, because a hot forward is a hot forward is a hot forward. Doesn't really matter who he's playing for. Um, mm-hmm. And meanwhile, a, a forward and a funk is a forward and a funk, no matter what, who he's playing around. Um, yeah. So. Again, it'll be interesting to see. The last thing that we have, do you have the, yes. um, we, we had to, fortunately our resident Jersey Raider couldn't join us live today. Um, so we quickly texted Allie, the World Cup jerseys for the U.S. team have arrived and we needed to get some opinions on, you know, how they were. Here, so, um, um, and so I have, I have straight from, straight from Allie, the, um, the rankings, some some rankings for the U.S. Men's National Team World Cup jerseys. Um, before we look at Allie's opinion, which is obviously the most important opinion, do you have thoughts that you want to talk about on them? I honestly don't even know how much of I've, I've seen. Um, Here's what I will say about I, like, the white ones. I think they look stupid. Yeah, so I'm they, not a huge fan. Like, I think they just look, they're too like they're just, simple. The they're silhouette just, of them looks weird. They're I just think. kind of white. I think, but I also think like the sil- the cut, the like blue thing on the collar makes the whole silhouette look weird. Yeah. Anyway, this anyway, is what um, we, we're not like. This is what Ali said. Them. Yeah. This is what Ali said about the white jersey. Quite frankly, uninspired design, boring. Some yes. might say classic. I say I couldn't hate this more. Just kidding. That's dramatic. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Wow. I think I five think, out of ten is I think generous. Call, I think for me, the collar blue part really pu- pushes it down for me. I like, I would put it as a three. Yeah, three. three um. Ali said, "Blue. This reminds me of that one leads away kit from a few years back, and I think that's why I like it. It's giving crinkly. Eight out of ten. <laughs> Well, that's how we're basing it. Then valid, very valid. Um, I will agree that I like it better than the white kit. It's better than the white one. At least it's not just like one base color and it like blocks. No, I, I really think that the the blue bit on the collar of the white jersey just makes the silhouette of the entire jersey look bad. Yeah, if you got rid of that, even if like it even was just I think white, it, it would be fine. I think it would it would be boring, but it would be better. Yeah. I just don't. I'm I mean, just like, I mean, really, they they, they could have done better. I mean, it's I'm like for a World Cup jersey. And like, yeah, come on, we're gonna be stood up by everyone else. I mean, our jerseys literally like our England make makes white look better than us. Yes. And they do the same jersey every time, basically. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, a little bit disappointed in the uh in the attire that we're gonna have to watch them in for games. Because you know they're yeah. going to play a lot of games, so Nike uh, Nike failed. Nike failed, but they also Nike's probably going to put out some really cool jerseys for someone else, and you're going to be like, ah, sad. Well, who did I seize the other day? Nigeria's Nigeria Nigeria's always are they fantastic again? Has Nigeria ever not had a? I don't know, but I'm telling you, I like would buy their national team jersey solely because it's like the best national team jersey out there. Nigeria always wins the kit competition. There's just no, there's no competition. They're fantastic. I haven't seen them for this year, but I will look them up. And I'm I feel like Ghana's them. were pretty good too. Yeah. Just a I feel little like the bit African of imagination countries, creativity doesn't take that much. Not the African countries always, always turn up with the fits for, for, for the World Cup. Anywho, not the U.S. I think because we missed out last time, we forgot how to make a good World Cup jersey. That must be the Well, one. we better have better ones next go-around because we're the hosts next go-around, so we can't be turning up looking like idiots when we're the friggin' hosts. Of the band, and, so. like, are supposed to be good by then, so we'll see. Oh, actually, um, one last thing before we enter. Um, speaking of hosts, apparently they did a trial run game. Oh, yeah. In one of the stadiums in Qatar. 
Qatar, whatever you, Wasn't it, however it's you the choose stadium, to pronounce it. It's the stadium supposed to host the final game of the World yeah. Cup. It was um, a, and a disaster. Apparently, it was a disaster. Yeah. Um, apparently, it was a complete shit show. Um, so long that's not queue, long queue lines. No, nobody water, could get water. Like no AC. The fact that they built these stadiums to have AC because they need to have yep. AC. No cooling system. Yeah. So anyway, maybe this will teach FIFA not to be bribed. Probably not. I and as I suggested was maybe it will instead teach FIFA to be a little bit more particular about whose bribes they choose to take yeah um because i know it's not the only country bribing them maybe you pick a better bribe next time all right maybe you weigh the options a little better just just take the country where we can just have the world cup be in the summer again that's all i ask it's a pretty low bar a pretty low bar pretty low um all things considered but nonetheless um not the best not the best trial run we will um yeah it's i think i think we're gonna have while the world we shall see we're gonna have as much to talk about about all the stuff that's happening outside of the actual like football being played as we will about all the footballs being that's being played most likely yeah Um, we will see we things are happening it will be probably pretty chaotic hopefully it all works out okay hopefully unlikely well anyway I guess we got we got what what, um, two months yeah we'll see in two months all right um yep but yep on that note that's the end of this kind of odd kind of weird mashup episode because you know the premier league just needs to come back so that we have more to talk about um but with that being said, we will talk to you next week. We will have very exciting. The WSL is back. So we will be talking about first week games of that. And then also mm-hmm. the um, litany of Premier League games that are finally being played again. Um, and with that, we will see you next week. See ya. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.